0: welcome to two inches off the ground when you are enlightened you live your life two inches off the ground I would love a five star rating and review wherever you listen they are like gold for this podcast and this is the big thing to say now if you have a partner or child grab their phone and just click on five stars as well Please keep rating on Apple Podcasts because I'm almost at that little star. And uh, thank you so much for the ratings on Spotify. I'm now rated on Spotify and I really appreciate that. Today we are discussing how to develop your mediumship skills so you can have an exceptional reading from a professional medium or you can connect with your loved one yourself Okay, so let's discuss preparing for a reading with a professional medium first. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, How to Avoid a Psychic Scam or Medium Scam for my top 10 tips on how to choose the best psychic or medium for a reading, I definitely recommend you doing so. I discussed in the episode how I went into a group mediumship reading to connect with my recently deceased mother at the time because... I had prepared my own mediumship skills ahead of time. Therefore, the medium was able to give me two detailed readings from my mom in the first 10 to 15 minutes of the reading, and then another deceased acquaintance came forward to deliver a message to me for someone else. Thus, I had to pull back on the energy in order for the other 14 participants to receive readings from their deceased loved ones. And obviously, it was a good way to spend my money. I got a lot from that reading. And that's why I want to inform you of how to do this. So when you pay for that reading, whether it's a group setting, whether it's individual, whatever you want to do, and sometimes it's a lot of money, if you're going to a really well known professional medium, that you want to get the most out of the reading itself. So the reading I had that I described. That's exactly the situation I want for you, whether it's a group or individual reading. So how do you develop mediumship skills? If you're listening and you say, I don't have that ability, let me assure you everyone does. It's just a matter of accessing it. It's a matter of channeling it. A big part of accessing it is getting into a meditative state. I know the word (laughs) meditation. It deters many people, but it's more about allowing your mind to be open to the possibilities of connecting with your deceased loved one. And you usually do so in a really relaxed state because that way they can channel you and access you because your mind is open enough to do that for them. So let's go through this step by step. Step one, if you can go into the deceased person's bedroom or a place that they loved in your house, that can really help because their energy naturally will go to this space. Or if the person never lived with you, if you have something that belonged to them, such as an object they treasured, or you can also use a picture on your cell phone. And if you have none of that, you will keep a picture of this person in your head. Don't worry if you don't have anything physical, you don't have a physical object, because you and the person are connected spiritually. That's all you need. When I go into meditation for myself, for my clients, I don't have a physical object usually. So you can do it. And once you practice, you will get better and better at communicating with your loved one. So just know that as well. When I communicate with my mother. I don't need anything physical. I don't need an object. I do feel she is connected to my farm, which is kind of strange because she never saw it before she died. But she did love animals and huge animal lover. And her dog now lives with me. So when she passed away, my father couldn't take care of the dog anymore. And the dog now lives with me and is living a wonderful happy life. And I really think she likes seeing this. Right after she died, I would see her dog go off by himself in the house. And when I would check on him, he acted as if someone was petting him. You know how dogs, they raise their heads when they are pet. And you can tell, I could tell that someone was just stroking his head. That's the vibe I was getting. And I believe that was my mom. Also, the previous owner of this house, her father was very attached to this farm, so I feel him sometimes. And he came through with a message for her the day before she and her husband visited because we're friends with them. Thus, the deceased are attached to places as well. And I have more stories about this house This is a 1930s vintage farmhouse, so we've had a lot of people living in it (laughs) throughout the years. Some parts of this house are from the 1700s, so you can even imagine that. And I will smell things sometimes. I will smell perfume in different parts of the house that smells like more of an old fashioned perfume. And you find in these older houses, if you have these abilities, you can access that. So just know that as well. Step two, if you have an object, bring it with you and hold it. Go to a quiet place and get into a quiet state. Take a few long, deep breaths. You can clear your mind by imagining the person or concentrating on your third eye. That's what I do. That's a space between your eyebrows. I know I'm there in that state when I feel pressure in my third eye and I can see different colors with my eyes closed. So it's almost like going through the chakra colors, but whatever works for you. Step three, this is a crucial step that you must not skip. You must say for the highest good or something like that before starting any type of asking your deceased loved one for anything. And that's to ensure that you're accessing and channeling the most loving and peaceful energy from source. If you just start doing mediumship without this step, you could attract unwanted energies, extremely dark energies that, trust me, you do not want in your home. (laughs) It's not good. This is why when you hear these stories of drunk college kids or young kids at a sleepover who like to fuck with the Ouija board without putting themselves into sources, loving energy, it's bad. It's terrible because they can pick up any type of energy. That's why if I, I always say I don't have children, but if I had a child or a grandchild and they started screwing around with a Ouija board, I would freak, (laughs) you know, I'd at least teach them how to do it first. So I say, for the health, happiness, highest good and safety of everyone involved. That's my precursor. I know it's long. So if you just want to say for the highest good is fine, what you say is for the highest good, I would like to connect with the deceased person's spirit. Or for the highest good, I would like to connect with my son, John's spirit in the reading with the medium this afternoon or tonight or tomorrow morning. See if you can feel the person's energy and you will know when you feel it. You'll, you'll know it. Just trust yourself on that. And once you do, then you can close out the meditation and then you just go about your day. So it's nothing... I don't want you guys to make it more dramatic than it is because I think that's a bad precedence to set for yourself is just, you know, you're nervous and you don't know if you can do it and all of this. You don't want to do that. You just want to make sure your mind is relaxed, you access the best energy you can, and then you just say what you want. And that's the best thing to do is to be direct as well. Don't try to kind of mess around with it and try to be fancy with it. Just be direct. For the highest good, I would like to connect with my son John's spirit in the reading with the medium this afternoon. And that's it. That's all. You know, you don't really need much more than that. Another thing I wanted to add on to that is you may be thinking about, well, okay, let's say my reading with the medium is at noon on Tuesday. Should I start doing this on Monday at noon? Should I start doing this when I wake up on Tuesday morning? I would say whatever works for you and think about your intuition. I wouldn't do it too far ahead of time, so I wouldn't do it a week ahead of time. For me, I would do it within 24 hours. When I do this podcast, I always get the person's energy sent to me the day before, and it's not something that I plan and I intend and I set this intention and I do it. It just now naturally happens. People are always surprised by that, but I'll have them come to me in a dream the night before or something, spirit will tell me something about them that I tell them on the podcast the next day and, and that's common. So I would say no more than 24 hours before you're reading to do this. And Again, it's fine if it's less than that. So if you wake up and you're, again, your reading's at noon on Tuesday and you wake up at 8 a.m. and you do it at 8 a.m., that's fine too. It doesn't matter as long as it's before the reading, you know, even if it's an hour before, even if it's a couple hours before, that's okay. Step four, think about the person throughout the day. Do not force anything, but perhaps a couple of happy memories you can think about or what you really loved about the person. As for the physical object of the deceased person, you can bring it to the medium, and if they ask to touch the object, then give it to them if you feel comfortable. Otherwise, don't volunteer the object because that may not be part of the medium's process. These are the four steps for accessing or channeling energy before a mediumship reading. If you would like to learn how to do it on your own, let's move on now to the next step. All right. Step number five, go back to step three, where you connect with source energy. Here you would say something like, for the highest good, I would like to connect with my daughter Ellie's spirit. And then talk to the person and tell them what you like. So again, this is the idea of being direct. Don't leave... Anything open-ended, questions open-ended, you don't want to do that at this stage right now if you're at the beginner stage because then it gets too confusing. So if you say something like, Ellie, how would you like me to connect with you? It's it's too confusing. So just be direct with your deceased loved one. So you can say something like, Ellie, please give me a sign that your energy is here. Or Ellie, I know you love butterflies. Please send me a butterfly so I know you are with me. Or Ellie, what is the best way for you and me to communicate? Can you send me a sign? See how direct these questions are and that I don't leave anything open-ended and it helps your loved one as well. They're not (laughs) trying to piece together what you want. You're very direct in what you'd like to see or hear or feel or whatever. We'll get to that. Step number six, you wait. It's a waiting game. That means you can stay in meditation longer because you were feeling the deceased person's energy and receiving images or words or hearing or feeling or even tasting or smelling something related to the deceased person. Do not discount any of the five senses. You will find out what type of clair you are. So clair meaning clear, such as clairvoyant where you see images or clairaudient where you hear or clairsentient, where you feel. And you can also be multi clair I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, claircognizant, which means all-knowing, or sorry, I shouldn't have said all-knowing, but knowing. (laughs) You just know things, right? And clairsalient, which means I can smell spirits as well. I just want to add something to the whole waiting process. I took a really amazing course at Omega with Tony Stockwell, who's a psychic detective, and he's a major guy in this world. If you look up his name, he's on TV shows. He is the OG super expert. And Tony talked a lot about in the workshop how he has to wait for mediumship images and, and any communication as well. So even someone like that, has to wait. So that means we have to <laughs> we have to be patient and we have to wait as well. Why is that? Keep in mind spirits come to us in their own timeline. In their world, time is different. So don't expect an answer right away. Or even if you stay in meditation for a while, it probably won't happen. It may happen the first time. It does. But if it doesn't, that's totally normal and completely common. If you feel like you're not receiving an answer, you end the meditation by coming out of it. Just come out of it. Just open your eyes, take a few breaths. Oftentimes, spirits come to us later that day or week or when we least expect it and how we least expect it. And they come to us in our dreams. Step number seven, just a caveat, If you have the mediumship ability where you can see spirits, you're clairvoyant, but you can also see them in physical form, they usually look like the person standing at the foot of your bed or in maybe their old bedroom. If you by accident channel or access a child spirit that you're not feeling is your deceased person's energy, even if they look exactly like your child or deceased person, send them away immediately. I hate saying this, but you have to know it. And I hate saying this word, but (laughs) demons often disguise themselves as child spirits. For example, I've had a friend's child spirit come to me twice. And one event occurred the other night and I wasn't sure if it was the right person. So I immediately sent her away. I said, you have to go. You must leave right now. I was very direct with her. And the little girl said, okay, in a sad voice and turned around and left. Unfortunately, when checking with my friend, it was the correct child spirit. And now I feel badly for sending her away because <laughs> she seems so sad. But I had to protect myself psychically. And so do you. A long time ago, I accidentally accessed the kakma. It's a West Indian demon who was holding me down. And I laughed at her and she went away and she has never returned. If you accidentally find yourself in this situation, just know you can always get out of it by going into the light, by asking for source, by asking for love. If you're religious, you can ask for Jesus, whatever you need to do to raise that vibration and get into the light. But what you also want to do is forcefully tell the spirit to leave or laugh at the spirit because then they'll hold no power over you. So guys, this rarely happens, especially if you say for the highest good, but in the case of the kakma for me, I had some negative energy lingering and I believe that other person's energy who we were not on good terms, I believe she sent me the kakma while the portal was open and it just happened. So just be careful. Step number eight, embrace your dreams always. This is how I access almost all of my mediumship these days. The little girl who I sent away that was in a dream. Deceased people love coming to us in our dreams. Why? Because we are in a relaxed state and they can meet us halfway between our world and theirs. For example, right after my mom died, I had an extremely vivid dream of my mom. She was looking healthy and vibrant and happy. And around 40 years old, she was 79 when she passed over and she was very ill. And in this dream, she was holding hands with a little light bean or a ball of light as tall as a small child Her first son passed 50 years ago at two years old. And I understood from that dream that her health problems were gone. Finally, she had been suffering for so long and she was in peace. She has the ability now that she didn't have on earth to be a mother to her son. And it was a beautiful, peaceful vision with golden light surrounding both of them. It was light that you don't see on this earth. And that made me so happy for her. And she wanted me to know that. She definitely wanted me to know that. Step nine, recognize the signs. I think most of you know this, but the deceased often send us signs. Spirits love sending signs to their loved ones in the forms of birds, especially cardinals, coins, smells like cigars and perfume, butterflies, Feathers and ringing in the ears. Sometimes you will hear their voice clearly, or their favorite song comes on on the car radio, or you smell their scent or their favorite scent, or you feel them touch you, especially on the shoulder. Be open to any form of a sign. For example, if you ask to see a butterfly, the loved one may not send you an actual butterfly, (laughs) but you may pass a truck on the highway with a butterfly sticker. That's a sign, and that happens to me all the time. Years ago, I was ghostwriting a book for a client, and the client's mother was almost 100 years old. The client's mother was dying, and her wish was for someone to write and publish her mother's incredible story. So, my client's grandmother's incredible story. I had met the mother once to interview her, and then she died during the book writing process a major year in the book was 1906. In fact, the book had been rearranged specifically to delve into 1906. After the mother died, I was doing laundry and found a coin in my dryer. It looked really old. So that was unusual. I picked it up, I examined it. And it was from 1906. I gave the coin to the daughter and her husband who cherished it and You know, I had to, I had to give a little bit of a speech to them. So they didn't think I was crazy because they were religious people and I didn't want to step on their religious beliefs. So I said to them, I think I said it was a long time ago, but I said something like, listen, I just want you to understand this happened. I believe in it. I believe this is the reason this happened. But please, if you don't believe in it, please forget everything I said or, or let it go or whatever. But luckily, they totally believed in it. And that was great. I felt the mother was so happy that the book was being written because this was her dying wish. And that was her way of saying, keep it going. I love it. Therefore, never underestimate signs. They are all around you all the time, and they come in various forms, and these forms are personal to you and your deceased loved one. Step number 10, say thank you when you receive communication from your loved one. If you dreamed of them, say thank you upon waking. Greta, thank you so much for showing me that you are always with me. When you recognize a sign, either aloud or in your head, give thanks to your loved one for the communication spirits. They love this acknowledgement and this encourages them to continue their communication with you. So that is the end of the 10 steps. And I hope I broke them down for you well enough. But there are two other things that I would like to add. Number one, you may find a special place to connect with your deceased loved one where the loved one has never been in their human life. My mother had never visited my farm. My husband built me a meditation bench in our woods a couple of years ago, and my mom and I communicate there. I think she likes a natural setting, and it's quiet and peaceful, and I usually have the dogs with me, including her dog. Be open to the loved one connecting with you in a place you may not expect, and oftentimes natural settings, especially really peaceful natural settings... These spirits and spirits from the other world, they just love it and it almost creates a vortex and then they're able to cross over and communicate with you more easily. So just know that. And then number two, a spirit is a soul or you can think of it as a soul or a person who has passed over and then comes back to earth and returns to visit. They are at peace. A spirit is at peace. Now, a ghost is attached to a place and has not passed over. Sometimes a ghost doesn't know they're dead. Personally, I don't believe in ghosts. Uh, I think ghosts are actually the deceased person's energy that is stuck in a place. Or a ghost is actually a person who has slipped through time and we're seeing them. This is also known as a time slip. You can listen to season two, episode 34, What is a Time Slip? to discover more. Therefore, please know that you are accessing or channeling your deceased loved one's spirit. They are not a ghost. They are a spirit. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me at two inches off the ground or email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com. And again, if you received any knowledge, please put a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen because it helps me so much. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground.